Okay, let's see, and we're on. What do you want to talk about tonight? You about to lose your job. <laughs> you about, about to lose, lose your, your job. job. <laughs> J-O-P. You about uh, yo, man, that shit was lit. Don't lose their job. Like they have to do satanic rituals and like no, no, eat co- kids before they job. lose their jobs. You know? Cops do lose their job, bro. You know when they lose their job? I want to go into this shit right away because I saw this Dave Chappelle special and it just it hit me mm-hmm. like a fuck, fuck ton of bricks. And he talked about a cop that lost his job, right? Yeah. Talked about Mr. Uh, Christopher Dorn? Uh, Donner, right? Donner, that's right. Yeah, Christopher Donner. We talked about a few people like Christopher Donner, right? And, um, or Dorner, sorry. Yeah. Talking about Christopher Dorner and a few people like Christopher Dorner, they're African Americans that were serving in the military at one point, and they became, um, well, Christopher Dorner became an LAPD police officer, right? Mm-hmm. And the story goes that he uh, was serving a warrant with his uh, white female partner, and uh, they handcuffed the person. And she kicked the shit out of this dude in the face, which, in uh, Chris Dorner's mind, was uh, an example of excessive force. So he did the 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 what do you call? It? He worked within the system. He did the right yeah. thing. Goes and files a formal complaint, and subsequently did lose his job mm-hmm. after filing the complaint. Yeah. And after this complaint, he tried and appealed, tried to get back on the force. And uh, once his appeals were exhausted, he wrote a manifesto. And uh, in the well, manifesto, manifestos. right, we talked about the the um, the Unabomber manifesto. Well, he wrote his own manifesto, and which he calls Dave Chappelle a genius. <laughs> he is a genius. And he went um, ahead and uh, said that he was going to wage asymmetrical war on the LAPD and their families. Whoa. That's very ominous. It's very ominous. It's really, it's like, it's, and then in, in the times that we're living in right now with all the stuff that's going on, that's even more ominous thinking about it. And what, uh, was this? This, was was, this was, this wasn't even that long ago. You know, Christopher Dorner went on his shooting rampage in, um, was it 2013 or 2012? 2012. Okay. Went on his, uh, his, um, man, his, went on his, executed his manifesto. He raged asymmetrical war on the cops. He shot a couple of cops in a squad car, killed the daughter of another police officer. Damn. You know, now we're not, I don't condone violence in that sense, but he, the, the reasoning behind it, it's very, it's very eye opening. Now, after um, I think it was another after his murder, there was another 
another uh, example in Dallas um, where nine cops were killed at a Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. Then in Baton Rouge, another another few cops were also killed. This was all happening back to back to back, right? And the assailant each time was an African American who served in the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way Dave Chappelle says it, or his reasoning, the connection that he made for it was that they served in the military on a sense of duty and uh, wanting to protect the country from terrorism. So that idea translated over for these people who felt that they were also likewise lashing out against terrorism here domestically. Yeah. And that's why they went after the police. That's why they targeted the cops. Yeah. Because like, they look, viewed them as terrorists that needed they to are. be killed. It's just like, now, what, what drives that home for me, though, mm-hmm. is the fact that they're so unaccountable that, mm-hmm. like, the mayors and the police, I mean, the police chiefs are complicit, but, like, none of, none of these governments can rein them in, right? Like, you see them make proclamations saying, like, you know, X, Y, and Z behavior will be punishable, and then they just completely ignore it, you know? And, and they have this this uh, law, or I guess it's some kind of standard or whatever it is. I'm not, I can't, the, the name of it uh, escapes me right now. Oh, qualified immunity? Qualified immunity, that's the one, thanks. And it it really does give <laughs> free reign to cops to do whatever they yeah. want to. Every single thing that cops are not allowed to do, somebody had to, like, go to court and challenge with the behavior and get it locked in as not permitted it has to be specific too Mm -hmm. um like the example people talk about is like a judge ruled that sicking the dogs on somebody is uh, um is it was okay when this cop did it because it hadn't been ruled on in that specific situation like previously the court had ruled that you can't sick dogs on somebody if they're hiding in a drainage ditch. And then a cop sick dogs on somebody who was like hiding in the woods or something. And the judge said that was okay because there was a different situation than the draining ditch. Like that's how specific it has to be. And the thing about it with that dog thing, for example, I mm. saw an example of just recently they had a dog biting this dude on the leg. Yeah. Exactly. Chewing this dude's leg off. Yeah, running people over with their horses. Like, run, yo, I mean, it's not even an overstatement to go ahead and just say that, you know, yeah, in the last few days, in the last few weeks during these protests, cops have gotten hurt. How many people have died in the last few weeks, too, that are peaceful? I mean, protesting? it was 17 last time I checked. Um, 17 I dead. Like, now, just to many this, other, now, now just to kick this back to the Chris Dorner thing. What was the fate of poor Chris Dorner? Wasn't he shot like 47 times or something? They Swiss cheese that motherfucker. Yeah. 400 cops showed up to find where this dude was hiding, and they mur- massacred this motherfucker. Of course they did. They're fucking violent they thugs. Of like, course they did. They came back, and they fucking wasted this dude. Yeah, and I'm sure they tried to serve the warrant peacefully first, too, right? They I'm tried sure. To take him, take oh, him oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I'm more than sure that they did. Just like I'm sure that this last gentleman was shot in the back. You know, I'm sure yeah. that they Shard. peacefully warned Richard. I'm sure that they warned him too, right? Before they just shot him in the back. You watched the video, didn't you? 
<laughs> he fucking warned that guy at all. The guy, yeah. He ran like 20 feet away and they shot him. Like, the, I'm sure there was like, some kind of just cause. The teaser is less and I'm sure, as Candace did. Owens would probably tell you, that he was some kind of criminal. Oh, I mean, I don't know what your fuck you're supposed to do. He was drunk, so he fell asleep in the Wendy's parking lot. And like the cops came to give him a DUI, even though he, you know, wasn't driving. Right. But like, that's how the the laws are written that you can get a DUI just for being asleep in the car, uh, so the cops can harass vagrants or you know, quote vagrants. Like they, hit, you know, came up, started talking to the guy, and like I, I mean, I know they just released the body cam footage too to show the whole events leading up to it, but uh, the cops already lost their jobs. So yeah. and the but, the mayor resigned or the the police chief resigned. Mm-hmm. So they they're not tra- I mean they're not even arguing that it wasn't that it was good, right? Like that I mean that's a at, land, one, right? at like, what point does that stop? Where they even stop trying to go and justify all these freaking killings, bro? There was that and then they had that one the one uh girl had asthma, got tear gassed and died. Yeah, in Ohio. In Ohio. Yeah. Um so yeah. well, there's been 17 protesters that died <clears throat> this week. Another guy got run over in California, and like a lot of people have gotten run over, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, shot with rubber bullets. Uh, and the injuries on there for these rubber bullets are horrific. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know this. They're not supposed to fire rubber bullets at people. They're supposed to shoot them on the ground. They bounce up. Yeah. No, that yeah, was, they were aiming for people's heads. They were doing they're, head. They're shots. doing headshots. You can people. see the video of it. And like that's the thing They're is like at, they shot at fucking Ali Ali Vel- Yeah, they shot at all of them. Yeah, like they're not even. I mean, they were not trying to hide it. They're being a little bit better about hiding it now, though. Have you noticed? Like in the last week or so, you they can't. haven't been as violent. Like they haven't been taking cheap shots. Like in the first couple, in the first week or so, they were. You just you know, if you look at that thread, that Greg Doucette thread. I don't know how you say his name, Doucette or Dossette, yeah. the guy who's been compiling all the brutality clips. Like, the mm-hmm. first ones are just such, like, cheap shots, right? They would, like, just pick pick a random person and start beating them or, like, you know, a, a tiny little girl, like a teenage girl, and start beating them up. Like, mm-hmm. they were just cartoonishly evil. And then once they realized that everybody's filming everything and – this shit's going to get on TV. Like the narrative is not going to be all on your side, which they should have realized when they were shooting at journalists the first couple days, right? That that wasn't going to fly. Now this isn't in the United States, but it's still, I wanted to go ahead and mention this. There was one man in France who was raped by police. They're all, that happens a lot, right? Like you, you're allowed apparently like it's okay consent like you're allowed to consent to having sex with a cop while you're in imprisoned like while you're in custody i'm sure that's terrible and all for theo but the you know the big protest that france had last week the big black lives matter protest Uh they were protesting a death in police custody from several years ago because it's completely fucking unheard of in the rest of the world for pe- the cops to kill people. That just, that doesn't happen. You know, like most countries have like, you know, one, maybe two, like 
and we have a thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was only 27 days last year where the cops didn't kill somebody. Like they kill people all the time. And it's just like, that's not how you do policing. You're not good at your job if you have to kill people. Like how many of those situations were actually life or death? Like I think I saw some analysis that said like, you know, it was less than 1%. It was like 0.00, you know, 27% of them or something where actually, you know, there was a firearm pointed at them or whatever, like a situation where they could actually lose their life because they're fucking pussies too is the other thing, right? <clears throat> There's like, they've been coddled and, and given every device, every piece of equipment, every weapon, every technology, like all the upgrades imaginable. And as, and they always have backup. There's always way too many cops on duty as it is because they've been using it as like a political thing. Like I'm going to put more cops on the street. You know, that's something people run on so that they put way too many cops out there. So there's always tons of cops back up. They're never, you know, there's just not going to say never, but they're very rarely in a situation where they're actually going to get hurt, you know? And like the fact that they kill people, you know, Philando Castillo, Breonna Taylor, people are unarmed people just because they're bad at their job. Is and just... now with the example of Philando Castillo, he um, was a licensed gun owner. He identified well, himself as such. Why don't you tie it back such. into the Chappelle shit? I, I'm about to. So he identified his stuff. I got my thoughts on the Chappelle thing too, but so, um, so Philando Castillo, he um, identified himself as a card-carrying member of the NRA, I believe, uh, licensed gun owner, and he was shot, murdered on Facebook Live. I remember seeing that as it was happening, and um, I didn't, I didn't hear any NRA backlash from that. From killing a licensed gun owner, from from just straight out murdering him, and uh, I saw a lot of NRA backup when it came to uh, these COVID protesters rolling up into these uh, government offices and such with their assault rifles, but I didn't see anything about them backing up Philando Castillo. That's and so now, fucking aggravating too. And now. When it when it came to the NRA, the NRA has one other item of history that I think is interesting. Uh, they did actually advocate for the banning of assault. Oh weapons. yeah, this is what I was gonna say. Yeah, they, you you know what I'm talking about. They banned. They were advocating for the banning of assault weapons when the Black Panthers showed up at the state capitals with their rifles. Ronald Reagan did, man. Ronald Reagan was governor of California, and he supported it too. Yeah, you know, like, it's amazing. It's it's amazing how that works. And you know, in in a way, I shouldn't have been surprised that those bra- like the Black Panthers were actors and they weren't real Black Panthers, well, and uh, it was all staged. There's I really of black been... folks in other gun clubs now, right? Like, and there's plenty of black folks in that in the NRA. Like, you don't need to have the Black Panthers moniker to be radical. You know, no, but I radical black folks out there. But like, what I'm what I'm getting at with that though is, if you see these pro- protests, I was I did kind of wonder what would happen if some of those card carrying NRA black folks would roll out there with their with their weapons the way these other people did. How seventeen people died this week, and they're 
peacefully protesting? What if they were peacefully protesting and they were armed? Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like, at this point, the only kind of weapons, the people who are shooting, you know, the civilians who are opening fire at these protests are all the far-right psychos, right? There's been several instances so far of white supremacist uh, brutality, like, you know, psychos, like retaliating or perceived to be protecting their community is the thing. Like I've been watching this shit going on in Philly, like they're guarding the Columbus statue, right? Like a bunch of like, you know, yeah, like cut off the hands of one of the Columbus statues. Psycho Eagle fans. And like, they're all just sitting there getting wasted. And like the cops are like chasing away the reporters for them. It's like the cops are clearly on the side of these like far right agitators and they were and caught on camera telling proud boys we're yeah, trying not inside. to look like yeah we're not yeah, trying to the shit in seattle know. i was watching it live when it happened the fucking guy drove to the barricade and this was before they had the az too like it was just um you know when they were just protesting on 11th and pine and you know the guy drove through and got out and started shooting and then he ran the cops like protected him and then you had the shit in Minneapolis where the people were on the highway and that psycho truck driver tried to run them all over. The cops fucking got down there and, and you know, protected responded him. right away and protected him, beating the shit out of protesters to protect this guy who had just attempted to murder them. And then I'm pretty sure they released them with no charge, right? Or they gave him a, yeah, some sort of like bullshit warning that. or something. Yeah, something There's been so that. many people driving into these crowds and as far as i can tell very few of them have gotten in charge in, in trouble for it like yep that yeah, no, like, now back to the assault weapons thing though for a second i mean in if an incident occurred where they uh the protesters were armed in that way would you be inclined to think that it would um reduce the violence on the side of the police or would that's it what I was just getting to yeah, I think if people were more carrying, it would attract more far right psychos. So okay. I, I mean, they're guarding. You know, they have the John Brown Gun Club is guarding the autonomous zone, mm-hmm. and I think there's probably some of that going on at other encampments. But I think that if we start bringing weapons, then it'll give them an excuse to come start shooting at us. Like uh, that's that's my inclination as well. Because the cops will not protect anybody. They don't fucking care. They would they would protect <clears throat> the assassins, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. But and I think like eventually you're gonna see that in Seattle, like if they try to keep this open, you know, like um, the longer it stays open, because it looks like if the cops <clears throat> open there now and bust up the Chaz, like it's gonna be ugly, you know, it's gonna be like Kent State times ten, yeah. like that can't happen. So. They're going to what's what's gonna I think they're probably gonna do is they're gonna start trying to undermine it like the you know the right wing narrative has already been trying to push that like mm-hmm. trying to pretend that it's like this lawless Mad Max dystopia in there and they don't know what to do and they're all gonna starve and rape He's, each other. No, one of the the, ir- the ironies though when you're bringing up the statues about Columbus is that when they did cut off the hands of one of the statue is uh, the reason it was ironic to me was because Columbus, one of the practices he did was cut yeah. off the hands of the 
indigenous folks that he ran into and hang those hands around Ooh. their necks. I I really don't like the statues. I think I like, don't like the statues either, and I'm know, glad. I, mean, I don't like I'm the glad statues. To see them. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously glad to see them fucking destroyed, but like, I don't think that's the battle. I think that's a neoliberal thing, man. I think like the lib. I think largely it's so. I think it's largely symbolic. As, yeah, like, I think it's largely symbolic as well. But I think it's it's not. The thing, I think it's all part of a larger thing. Yeah, I think it's just like, I don't know, like, I, I think that that's like the kind of thing that like the liberal types want to do because they don't want to actually address any structural issues, right? They just right. would rather do cosmetic stuff like that. And that's why like, you know, in Virginia, when they were bragging about taking over the state house, right? That's the thing they always brag about, how it's so progressive that they got rid of the uh, statues or whatever, which they didn't, by the way, because they just <coughs> fucked up the Robert E. Lee one in Richmond. I was just watching earlier tonight. Like, there's plenty of statues there. So, like, I don't even know what they were actually bragging about, but that is, like, their focus is all the symbolic stuff. Right. And... No, and- in a way, I think the symbolic stuff is it's important if you but it just, are if you it if you blames the right wing for no reason. No, like, but but what I'm saying is it's important if you actually have substantive things to back it up. I just think that it's like it's a culture war issue, right? And the left wing, like the not even the left wing, but like the right wingers, that's their battleground, man. They fucking they only. That's their heart, right? That's what they care about. They don't care about other stuff as much. Because if you like, you know, look at polls and stuff. A lot of them support strong, you know, labor movements. A lot of them support, like, uh, you know, heavier taxes on the rich and, um, you know, other like left economic agendas. You know, better teachers, better schools, whatever. You know, it's they don't put that on the table for them though right like the right-wing narrative is always about the culture war stuff because that's the only thing that they can give them right they can only give them that victory because they're not going to do anything that's going to benefit people economically right they're not going to do anything that's going to make your life better but they'll do they will fight tooth and nail to protect the confederate flag or you know uh keep your your church, like, you know, tax-free or whatever grift is going on, like, that's all they do. So when you try to shift the, and a lot of them support, you know, not, they wouldn't say they support defunding the police, but they would definitely say they support reforming the police or whatever. Which they try to go and, and they muddy the issue with abolishing. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that, but like. But, but. Um, so like, that's the. That's their turf, right? So when you switch the turf from these cops are fucking killing us, we got to get the cops to stop, to, oh, by the way, that racist statue was bugging me. That's not really the best strategic. That shouldn't be a discussion. You should be beefing up the autonomous zones. You should be developing pilot programs to, like, take cops off the streets, doing other things, policy, like, in the policy arena to show that the left position is correct. But fucking liberals don't care about that. They are more concerned with fighting the left over fucking slogans now. Like, if you look at them, that's all 
the fucking libs are talking about is, oh, we can't call it defund the police. We can't call it, like, abolish the police. Like, we can't talk about abolition. The chuds are going to weaponize that, blah, blah, blah. They are just so bad at politics, and it's so frustrating. It almost feels like it's intentional, you know, like the... Now, you know, um, the CIA or whoever is like leading their their policy agenda and deliberately doing it so it it like destroys the whole movement. And, like, right. They are so much more now, comfortable um, fighting against the left, though. Is what yes, I've they noticed, are. Right? They are. They are. They don't fight with the they don't fight with the chuds about. Yeah, they don't defend. Like if you go into the threat, like it, when you see like Trump attacking the auto- autonomous zone. The liberals are in there telling him his, you know, like his breath smells and, you know, he is is not very smart. And the left is in there like defending it, like putting up like reasonable arguments for why he should, you know, shut up about it. And it just shows you. But if you go into any thread where like I made the mistake of like posting in a Joanne Reed thread the other night where mm-hmm. she was talking about defunding the police and... I've been getting like tons of replies from like all I said because I, I I didn't even say anything. I was just all the replies were people being like, "Oh, Joy, you can't say defund the police. You got to stick on message, and we can't, you know, we can't uh, lose this battle." And I like finally replied to one guy, and I was like, "Listen, man, like that Wendy's is on fire. Like this is a, a tense moment right now. She's, you know, her thread wasn't about that. It was about the systemic violence." And all of you assholes are replying to her, trying to tone police her about saying defund the police. Like, read the room, man. Like, come back another time with your thing. And just shows you that that's all they want to fight about is fight with the left, right? They right. don't want to fight with the right about anything. And it's, you know, it's telling. Like, yeah, like, they're on our side in this battle against fascism, you know, like, uh, you know, technically – but they're not really on our side, and I feel like they're going to lose the battle for us. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're now, such a problem. Um, blue now, part of, now, again, a part of this battle, and you're talking about writers that want to read this other story here really fast. Uh, there was a black man, Robert Fuller, in Los Angeles who was found hanging from a tree in Palmdale. Um, this was on the 12th. And then... Um, Subsequently, another black man, Malcolm Parsh, uh, was also found dead under similar cir- uh, circumstances and was uh, found also hanging from a tree in Los Angeles. I just saw there was another one, too, uh, um, today. And we don't have to go into... Well, there's a guy what? missing. Did you see? There's another guy m- missing, yes. right? Uh, he was found missing with his car running mm-hmm. and in the same vicinity. And then I just saw on Twitter right before we got on the phone now, that another body was found hanging from a tree. They didn't I, – I can't confirm it, right, because I just saw, like, something about it. Um, I would hope that it's the guy who's missing, right? <laughs> I hope that it's not a fourth person, you know? Yes, in that sense. I mean, now, um, but I don't know what – like, what – are you now, kidding me? Seriously? Would you, um, would you be surprised if the coroner in L.A. County is trying to deem that first incident as a suicide? Yeah. Aren't they trying to say both of them are? Like are, That's what they're trying to say. Yeah. I, I mean, it's appalling. Yeah. 
don't have to. I mean, you don't have to be a fucking genius to understand yeah. the symbolism of hanging a black man from a fucking tree. Yeah, obviously, like it's now the the history of lynching is well documented. There was a, a a common practice as part of the whole lynching that they would do is not only would they hang black men, they would mm-hmm. also cut their dick and balls off. And they would dock. They would photograph it, right? And, and they would photograph it. The postcards and all, like they that, would, was like a thing they would do. They would announce it beforehand, like we're gonna go lynch these guys. Be you know, set up your cameras at this tree, and you know we're gonna give you a show. Like it's gruesome, and they just had last week in the Senate, you know, Rand Paul, like was able to block the anti-lynching bill. I mean, I don't know who's going to, to investigate that, though, is the other thing, right? Because I heard the stats the other day, like when, most presidents when, do, like, it, Justice again, Department, they look into an issue, right? Right. Now, would, and now Trump's it would not surprise me in the least. In, this, in these two incidents in L.A., it would not surprise me in the least if they found out that the people that did this were cops. I don't know if they're cops or like cop adjacent, but yeah. But would, it, but would it surprise you if it came out and they did an investigation oh. and then they I wouldn't surprise me at all. No but doubt. Not like, at all. They're vicious. Like, I got in a fight with some guy last night because uh, I was like, there, I heard a lot of gunshots and I was like looking on, you know, for people who were tweeting about it. And um, I was like, oh shit, like shots fired and, and um, the 12 year old boy was shot and like, I didn't see any other post about it, so I like you know tweeted. I was like, oh damn, you know I heard a lot of gunshots, and I, you know it looks like their 12-year-old kid just got shot. Like it's not clear if it was the cops or not. And some guy was yelling at me because I said that. I said unclear if it was the cops. Like he was saying that I wasn't being fair to the cops by assuming that it was them. And I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me, man? Like you not been paying attention? Like that's where country is at that's where i'm at like now i'm teaching my kids to be scared of the cops you should too like and they're now, not your friend when it comes to the cops though okay so we've kind of gotten a little bit of a, a feel now about the death toll and um the incidents and they're graphic and they're horrific and uh just to tie that back to mr um Chris Dorner, this dude went over and he killed a couple of cops and they showed up with 400 people and gunned this dude down. Why is the reaction when you see a fucking violent out, outrage murders of all these different people, all these different people, innocent people, protesters, young people, under, you know, minors, kids, all the way up to 40 years old, when you see all these people dying, getting murdered, why is anybody surprised at the backlash when 400 cops show up for these cops that died? Why do you think there's millions of people protesting all over the fucking world right now when you look at these people getting murdered in the same horrific kind of style? You know what I mean? It's the same kind of idea. These cops go and they see one of their own. We look at these people getting murdered they see one of their own. These are people that are part of these communities. They have families. They have friends. Where the fuck else would they be 
when their friend or somebody that looks like their friend, somebody that know that that reminds them of somebody, somebody yeah, you can see that it could easily be you. They could easily be somebody you know. Yeah. People don't want to go and address this. Then why why would why the fuck wouldn't you expect people to be out there where they are right now? No. And like, yeah, but it's not the same kind of courtesy. And guess what? Those cops showed up and turned this dude into Swiss cheese. The the fact that the retaliation is out from these people from all these murders that are coming that are occurring isn't violent is fucking shocking. I'm not I'm not calling for violence. Just keep that in mind. I'm not calling for violence. But the fact that the shit is as composed as it is is fucking is fucking incredible. It shows more restraint on the side of of ordinary well, people than it does on police it, of on, course. on some real shit it does yeah no it and does. they're fucking trained to do it right they're allowed to scream there's, in your face and, and supposed do anything to be trained but if you flinch they beat the shit out of you and say they were scared and uh, and, and that's the thing if they come out and they shoot you and they beat you and would it it would not surprise me in the least if 50 other people show up and beat the shit out of that cop and shoot five others and it wouldn't not shock me, given what they did before that precipitated this. Chris Dorner went out and did what he did after he witnessed one too many incidents of police misconduct, reported it, did the right thing, and was subsequently met with hostility. Oh, it happens all the time. Like, I was and reading something earlier. Like, they'll get – there was a guy in New York in the 90s who tried to rat out, like, a, a organized crime ring. Like, they were, you know, doing corruption. I forget what the specifics were. But he tried to, like, you know, go state's evidence on them, and they had him committed. They took him to the fucking mental hospital and left him there. And, you know, then when he got out, eventually, like, his word was meaningless because he was, you know, got out of the loony bin. Like, other people get fired or they get, they find, like, some phony charges to give them and to, to discredit them, right? So they can never, you know, whenever the cop turns over the dirty cops that's what happened which is just another thing to show you how corrupt and flawed the whole system of it is like you're talking about those men found in california you know the men who were lynched in california that's who has to investigate that is the police there's nobody else to look into very well like i just asked you they very well one of their own very well could be guilty of that exactly so like Who's going to police the police, especially when you have the federal government who, I mean, I guess ostensibly would take over if they were, like, like, unable to do that, but they have not done that at all. Like, the Justice Department usually does investigations of corrupt police forces. Most of the times you have, you know, like, 12 to 15. I think, like, uh, W had 12 and Obama had 15 in their first term. Trump's had one. And I'm sure it was like a favor to somebody to like, you know, oust and, <laughs> whatever, some crazy shit was, like that. Um, and it's just what? like they're purely doing it to the only, I mean, they're doing it for, you know, to protect capital, right? Like that's the, mm-hmm. this, like the baseline goal of the cops. But like they're more so doing it to inflame racists, like racist people. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing from the Chappelle special that stuck out to me was that his message was on point about all of it right like i have some problems with his like you know advice or the part where he 
you know, his the way he ended it, saying basically like I don't have to do anything because the streets are going to take care of it. Like, yeah, that was his whole thing. Is he doesn't want to go and overshadow the streets where the streets are. I mean, for the I don't problems. know. And I respect that. Out, I, I, like for me, for me, I respect that. I can understand that because like he did, he he did say it in a way that it was like, yes, I'm with the protesters, but on the other side of it, he also said, yeah, people are speaking for themselves. And I do respect that. That but like I wanted him to be the stronger leader, though. Like I wanted him to but like. I think that's the. I think that's the thing, though, is we don't need to go and look at these at the people of prominence and popularity as the leaders. People I need wanted to him go to ahead. Just, I mean, like I wanted him to say something along the lines of like, "You're lucky. It's just the Wendy's that's on fire," or, or you know, like something along those lines. Like, just to show support that he was for the radical shit you know like because he didn't really say anything about that he was just kind of like you know like stay out there keep it up keep up the pressure or whatever Mm -hmm. and i just would have liked him to more overtly show support for burning that bitch down i mean what i what i heard from him and what he said on there was that i'm comfortable man he says i'm comfortable riding in the back seat while you all take this wherever you want to take this yeah, like he diagnosed the problem. Like he had, he laid it all out there very nicely, you know. He did. And it, you know, it wasn't that funny, right? <laughs> like there, there was, was some incidents. Many, there was not there that was many some, jokes in it. No, I mean, it, it was wasn't like shit. And he told the story in a way that people can, you know, understand. consume it. Like, yeah. I, you know, I wonder, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure like he's like the racist favorite comedian, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I, uh, I've heard that before. Like, so I wonder how many racists will watch that and they'll understand it, mm-hmm. or um, you know, or if they'll understand like his critique of power. Like, they. That's the other thing is like so many people have a flawed understanding of the way power works. Like they think that like you know, uh, like rich liberals are in power, right? They don't understand that you know money is in power like the the capital is in power like that's who's in charge right like mm-hmm. but sure. i mean i guess it could i could see it breaking through like i mean for people for were talking me, about him taking down candace owens and i think that was that's a big that's a big part i would i don't want to talk about actually let's talk about that now so the, the of course I, Can- I, probably, okay. like, I think the thing with candace owens and i think it's easy right so it like is. it is easy the stuff that she's saying, right? She's like, paid to say it. Well, of course that, but like I, I saw somebody was like attacking Tim Black over this, right? Like saying that like she was telling the truth, right? And Chappelle mentioned that. that. Why do we make George hero. Floyd a hero? He That's doesn't what they have keep... to be a hero, right? He no. doesn't have to be. He has to no. be a regular person, right? That's like dealing with this fucked it, up situation. That, that's what makes him that yeah. see, that's what makes him like, the that's what makes him the linchpin in this thing. Okay. It's what Chappelle said. We didn't make him a hero. Exactly. The yeah. Fucking cops made him a fucking hero by murdering him, by kneeling on his fucking neck and for eight minutes, forty-six seconds. It's just so blatant, though. Like the only thing she's doing is prov- like she's doing that to give cover to racists, right? There's no other motive for it, right? She's being a good bed wench. Like it's so like mask off though right like there's no other reason yeah, I mean, especially you have to when you not have... have a soul to do what she does bro yeah. you have to think as a black woman on some level that shit has to fucking hit you 
You'd have to think you have any kind of fucking soul. If you have any kind of conscience as a black woman, that shit has to fucking hit you when you She's see a rich black woman. That's the it thing. It doesn't even like, matter, bro. Like think that Dave way. Chappelle's a rich black man too. But what, like, with, when it comes to race, some of these things transcend class. Mm-hmm. You know, she yeah. could be. A, you know, you know what I'm saying. No, so, I'm saying that's what she thinks. She thinks the cops will protect her because she's rich. You but know? if she was out, if she would have passed by, she didn't have to be involved. No, cops would beat the shit out of her. She, she would have got her ass whooped too. Yeah, that's exactly it. No, there yeah, was a no there was a black uh, police rep. It was a union rep. I just saw three cops got her, uh, arrested for beating the shit out of an undercover cop, like a black yes. undercover cop. A black undercover cop got his shot ass a sensitivity it. trainer in the balls with the stun gun. Yes, like, they did. Every horrible thing you could think, like gassed kids, right? Like at the end of the every fucking horrible day, thing you can think a, of, they've that's done exactly so far. My thing. And she's at the end out of the there fucking running day, defense for them. Like at the end just, of the fucking day, Candace Owens is a black woman. She's yeah. not. She and if she was in that situation, if she came in an interaction with the cops, cops would not give a fuck about who she is. It's just like I just don't know. What what she, the utility of that? I mean, what she does, what token black people like her do, is they provide a means for racist people to pass along messaging through a blackface. That's yep. what it is. That's exactly. That's, what that's they do. all they do. But it's like they get they get people like that. They get people like me. They get fucking Hispanics to go out there and talk bad about immigrants. They do the mm-hmm. same shit and get away with saying some bullshit that a white person couldn't get away with saying. It's just so transparent that like, I mean, part of me feels like they you know they've jumped the shark a little bit this time, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not quite as enough racists who are down with that, like, as there was before, you know, because you see that, like, the people support Black Lives Matter now, and they didn't after Ferguson. Just a few years ago, they didn't. But I think now what you're seeing is, like, it's intensifying. The response has been so horrible, and you see that the federal government is doing nothing about it and is making it worse, right? uh, Objectively speaking, Trump is making the problem worse, right? He's not attending to it at all. And, uh, you know, another moment that that stood out to me too was, you know, this – a lot of this came up. The first person or the first real person of prominence that I can think of that tried to bring a light onto this stuff was Colin Kaepernick. Yep, and look what they did to him. Who was – subsequently blackballed from playing in the NFL. He was a decent quarterback. Yeah, I'm not going to say that he was fucking Tom Brady, but he was a decent quarterback. He went to his fucking Super Bowl. Dude was yeah. good. Yeah. And they blackballed him because he took a stand. And yep. he's and 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 uh, Kyle uh, Kalinske said this, and I agree with him 100%. History is going to look very favorably on Colin Kaepernick. Of Kaepernick. course. It's going to yeah. look very favorably. He's going to be looked at as one of these people. It's going to be He's going to be looked at like, he, he he didn't have the prominence of a Muhammad Ali, but he will be looked at in the same kind of favor. Yeah, no doubt. Like when it when it came to be like this, Rosa Parks or something. When it know? when it came well, because there's a history of of uh, black of uh, black leaders in sports taking a stand on race issues. So uh, Muhammad Ali, of course, Bill Russell's another one. Uh, Jim Brown's another one, and they did take a stand when it came to the civil rights movement. Yeah, and it's the same kind of dynamic here. Colin Kaepernick took a knee in favor of bringing light on the on the 
objective brutality of the way police operate. Well, the part of that story, too, that often gets left out is the reason he took a knee was because that was what army vets told him to do, right? They said, don't sit on the bench, stand, you know, go in the field and take a knee or whatever. And that's what he did. And they all tried to make this, like, disrespect. And that's what, and that's the same thing that Drew Brees went to when he was coming out, speaking out against it. He talked about his family serving in World War II. And look at and the backlash he got. That just shows you how much... At the, at the time. Happened, right? At the time, he did I'm not get now, that backlash. Though, look what just happened. No, but his like, idea was... the go- say, like, just from just a few years ago, you could say all lives matter, right, in yeah. response. Or you could say, like, white lives matter or whatever. And now if you say something like that, you, like, lose your job or you get, you know, like... Yes, canceled. yes but not... As but, it should be, right? But, like... It just shows you how much it's it's changed. Fucking like fifty eight percent of the country supported. They said burning down that police station was acceptable. Oh, yes, but I'm saying like they but, people are on the their same, side. There's the, not the, enough right. people responding to Trump's racist, you know, no. to the police, to that dog whistle or whatever you want to call it. It's not even a dog whistle anymore. It's a so real the, whistle. So the 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 main thing that I did want to talk about with that Drew Brees thing was he brings up his family history about how they served in World War II. He had an army vet on one side of his family. He had another one that was a Marine, served in and fought in Iwo Jima. And all respect to the services of anybody that, that fought against um, fascism in that war. But there were also when this the teammates brought up this thing. A lot of Ed Reed, I think, brought this up, and Malcolm Jenkins, I know for sure, brought this up. Mm-hmm. But he said. Um, there were also black men fighting in that war. There were a lot of black men fighting in that war. There were Tuskegee Airmen fighting in that war. There oh. were there were many black lives that went ahead and tried to give up whatever they could, sacrificed to go and defeat those people that were uh, engaging in the Holocaust and whatever other atrocities that were going on in World War II. And when they came home, they did not receive a hero's welcome. No, they were, they were lynched. fucking lynched. They were shit. lynched. Yeah. They were lynched for wearing their service uniform. And that's something Drew Brees does not understand. If his grandfather had been the one lynched, he yeah, would understand. Yeah. He would understand. Yeah, and, of, and of course, he came back and he issued his apology. He did a full backtrack. He did this tweet to Trump. He did all this. And I believe he and – I, and I knew at that point when you see – I your own fans, crazy. when you see your fans up there in in New Orleans after, you know, he did a lot of shit for that city. But when you see that shit and you see people out there in New Orleans saying, fuck Drew Brees. Yeah. You, you, it's a different room now. It's what you said. It's a different room from what it was a few years ago. And this dude's over here making it about the flag and making it yeah. about people in the service. And it's not that. It's not that. Because there's more to the United States than our fucking military. And that shit is just something that you cannot fucking get into some people's heads. When you put up the fucking flag and you have people go and uh, stand up for the national anthem, the national, the fucking flag represents more than just people who serve. It's not even just that. It's everything that fucking flag represents. And there is some shit that we got to go and address in our fucking house. Fuck the flag, man. Burn that shit. I mean, look, I mean, like for me, I am I, like I'm proud of my, I'm proud to be part of this country and everything else like that. I'm like I have my my family is full fucking military and all that other kind of bullshit. But you know what else? There's some shit that over here that I can understand people want to fucking burn that shit. Well, it's 
like I, I, I try to explain to people because it's like, like I was saying before about the like liberal, like symbolic response, right? Like uh, give away your privilege and um, whatever, like, you know, white fragility, like the, that white, like the white guilt stuff that you see. Out yeah. The whole, like, um, you know, there's a whole like industrial complex, like the white guilt industrial complex, like all of that shit is like a grift, right? Like, yeah. And it is it is a you grift. see, like, it's not as prominent, but they're trying to push that narrative as much as they can, and everyone's just getting clowned on for it, right? Like, is it... Like, you st- see um, Pelosi taking a knee, and you see this other example. You, so have white fo- you see these white folks over here washing the feet of black That's what I'm saying. That's and- what the liberals want to do. They want to push that agenda, right? They want to make it so, like, it's a personal thing where... If enough white people recognize their privilege, then racism will go away, and they it doesn't they work want like to that. avoid structural there's, reform. Yes, That's what I'm saying. Like the racism comes from the top. The racism yes. is not an organic thing. Like people no. would be chill. I mean, yeah, there'd be some racist, right? But like you would get to know and like <laughs> your neighbors of all colors, and like it wouldn't be a big deal, and people would be like a lot more chill. I mean, I'm sure there'd be some psychos, right? But the reason people are racist is because that's the model that they're given, like that the black lives don't matter as much and the cops are allowed to treat you the way they treat you. And um, like uh, they're supposed to be poor or whatever it is, like, you know, that like pseudo like race science stuff kind of like, and they just kind of model the behavior that, like, uh, like they're not worth as much as you. Like, they're not as much of an American as you. And kind of, like, stoke that. And they put that idea out there. And people get behind it because they think that that's the way to be, right? Like, they don't have to do that. Like, they, <laughs> the NRA doesn't have to be racist, right? The NRA could stick up for Philando Castillo without people losing respect for them, right? Like, that's not their function. And it's a choice that they're doing it. They're doing it specifically to appeal to those people. What, what, uh, no, what, what I want to go ahead and take that into, though, is that Racism is baked into the fucking cake. Yeah. It's systemic. And washing the feet of a black person does not undo that. You have to have big structural reform to address the shit that really needs to get addressed. Yeah, that's where I was going. And the thing about this and the thing about this is really, really when it when it just when it just comes down to it, is the symbolic shit. On some level, it does make a difference when you don't see a fucking statue of Robert E. Lee. That's okay. But also, you know what? Pass the campaign zero reforms. Pass the campaign zero reforms. And most police forces already have those reforms, man. Those aren't enough. That's what I'm saying. That's a liberal response, right? Like, it's a largely symbolic thing that's not really going to change the way the police operate. Like, yeah, they're already not allowed to shoot people. They're already not supposed to do that shit. They're already supposed to say, hands up, freeze, before they shoot. They're already supposed to only shoot as a last resort. You know, a lot of police forces don't let you shoot at a moving vehicle. Like, I forget what else was on the list. The chokehold thing, you know, a lot of police forces already banned chokeholds. Like, the the, the, the other one I would like to see, and uh, uh, Kenny Smith brought this up, was there was a 
and, and replace quality Im- qualified okay. immunity with re- replace a qualified immunity with a law that would also implicate every other officer that yeah, would be on duty one. with body cameras the same can't charge. be shut they can't be shut off right yes that's the other thing and like it's like I understand the cops need their privacy or whatever if they have to take a piss or whatever. So like you have to let them be shut off at some point. But like the rule is, if it's shut off and shit goes down, the burden of proof switches. It's automatically assumed that you were at fault unless you can prove otherwise, right? That would be the legal standard you should push for. Like they have to film it all. If the camera's not on, you're automatically guilty until proven innocent. Like, they try to say that, like, oh, nobody will be a cop if that's the case, right? Like, which is, first of all, not true because these fucking psychos become cops because they, like, you know, like Jimmy Dore says, either they were they were bullied when they were a kid or they were the bullies. That's who becomes cops, right? Yeah. Those two types of people. And they would go into that line of work even if it paid half as much and was twice as dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like they do it because they're violent. in a position of authority. Yeah, exactly. and this is a this is the thing I I don't so, know if this is accurate to say, or I don't even know if this was a a, a good a good comparison to make. But it kind of just feels that we're all in a caste system almost, and the cops are kind of the overseers. Yeah, they're the bosses, like bootlickers. They're the you know the bosses men whatever you would call them. I'm sure there's a term for that, but like they're not part of the working class. Cop unions need to be decertified. Like um, that's my take on that matter. Like I know that's a contentious point, but you know, cops don't, shouldn't, they shouldn't, they don't deserve to be in a union. Like their job is not that kind of job, right? They don't have, there's an unfair bargaining power. Like I was saying earlier about them being unaccountable. It's because of the way the cop unions operate and the nature of policing that, if they say, fuck this, we're not doing it anymore, they, you know, to, in the eyes of a lot of people, they see that as very threatening. Like most, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people, especially, you know, the young people would welcome that, right? Like they would say, great, don't do your job. We don't want you to, right? But a lot of other people, when they hear that, they get freaked out. So like, the cop unions shouldn't be able to unionize for that reason, right? That's not that's not a uh, a situation where you deserve that additional bargaining power. Like the employ, like the workers are already taken care of. Like aside, like outside of the the org, the labor organizing structure, they don't need labor to defend their point of view, right? And it's mm-hmm. like. I think the campaign zero reforms, yeah, sure, right? But, like, I think the things you need to do are, like I said, decertify the cop unions, definitely take away qualified immunity, and um, body camera thing, yeah, that should be, like, tomorrow, right? That should be, like, they should offer that as a sign of good faith, right? Like, the Mm -hmm. cop should say, you know, like, we're not going to defund like I do a Camden where we just delete the entire police force and start over again. You know, you should start like the shoes on the other foot, right? Basically like you should be the ones coming to us, not the other way around. Like 
you should be coming hat in hand saying like, here, we're willing to do this. Like, how can we work with you instead of being defiant? Right. Cause they're all being so freaking defiant so far too. When you, I mean, when you saw that NYPD chief just come out and bitch. Yeah. About, and still got to shine on it. <laughs> that motherfucker. I mean, still got to shine on it. They, they try I to mean, make it seem like it's just about, you know, Chauvin and Floyd. That's what, all they're trying to do is make it seem like that's the one instance that they're responding to, and that's how they the, and they're then trying you can to see the video after video of NYPD cops beating the shit out of people. And my yeah. homeboys out there in fucking Brooklyn protesting, they're trying to push him around because he's a six foot five black man. Yeah, and they want to go ahead and dominate a six foot five black man. And that's the, like you know that's the messaging they're getting too is like you know Trump is just like. I mean, I I feel like he kind of looks powerless now, right? Like, I feel like it's kind of apparent that the military has told him they're not going to go, you know, they're not going to deploy, right? So, like, the states are in charge of their own National Guards, which they can use whatever they want. But, like, Trump doesn't really have any power to, you know, calm the riots. So he's just increasingly just, like, you know, an impotent old man, like, barking, you know, get off my lawn, right? Like, you know, like, shit-talking on Twitter, like trying to shame like the Seattle mayor into like attacking the AZ. Like there's not much they can do. And I, you know, the local police forces are going to crack down, but they can't crack down. Right. Like that's the kind of where the backlash has gotten to like the cops are losing their jobs now. Right. Like cops are getting in trouble for beating people up. Like that's never happened before. Right. Like, the protests are working. Like, we're getting changes. So, like, if we're going to push for the whole hog, like, the, I mean, yeah, I would be in favor of disbanding, you know, every major police force and starting again. But if we're not going to get that, because, I, I mean, I, I'm not naive. Like, I know we can only get so much. But, like, I also know that the fucking liberals are wrong when they are trying to change the messaging. The messaging has to be defund the police, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no question. Like, there's no, nothing else that is accurate. The police funding needs to be redirected to human services, stuff that people actually need. That's the bottom line. Like, the protest, like, the goal of them is to get money for the cops redistributed to housing and social services and mental health professionals and all these other areas of government that have been underfunded and starved because they're not profitable for the freaking one percent like everything else it's profit like how can we make money off government contracts we can sell the cops freaking humvees and grenade launchers and designer kevlar and helmets and you know freaking riot gear shields and extendable batons that they can ass rate people with and that's what they do they don't hire people that actually would read the proper response to the vast majority of these calls cops shouldn't be showing up at a call because there's a creepy old guy out front of starbucks right like cops shouldn't be showing up to a call that there's a random black guy walking down the street in the suburbs those are not the kind of calls that armed vigilantes should be showing up to like armed terrorists should be showing up to and that's the department that need to be funded and a lot of cops are honest about that like i've seen cops posting anonymously on reddit and stuff saying like 
listen, like we don't know what to do. We show up a lot of the times. It's a homeless person or it's a crazy person or whoever, and we don't know how to respond. All we do is arrest them and book them and take them to the state, you know, take them through the process. That's what we have to do, right? Like they have to, every incident, like every encounter they have with a person, they have to like conclude it, you know, whatever, like has to be checked in all their boxes. So like they either take them to jail, take them to the hospital. And if there's a felony involved or any kind of crime involved there, they have very little discretion about arresting them. Whereas if you had a social worker show up and a nurse or whoever, you know, instead of two cops, you had a nurse and a social worker or, uh, you know, a, um, whoever, like a, a, a housing authority professional or whoever, uh, just government bureaucrats, people who are supposed to be doing this work, you wouldn't freaking kill people at random. You, you wouldn't have bodies that shouldn't be there, right? You would have a much better relationship with the community too if you were helping them, right? If you were showing up to actually improve their life somehow instead of taking them to jail for, you know, uh, like stealing a drink from Starbucks or something, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever people are, you know, people like most cops only have one felony arrest in an entire year, right? Like most, there's not a whole lot of crime. Like most crime is like shit like that. Like stuff that shouldn't actually be crime stuff that like people are over policed and that results in those arrests. Like it's not crimes that are like public nuisances, right? It's not like there'd be a, a, a rampant, like, you know, armed robbery string, you know, that like grocery stores and, and, uh, barbershops or whatever would start getting robbed if there wasn't as many cops on the street just there's way too many of them and like like i said before the reason there's so many of them is because it's an easy polit like political victory you say like i'm going to put more cops in the street because the response is oh there's crime in that neighborhood we need to put more cops there not like oh we need to treat the reasons why there's crime there you know we mm -hmm. need to facilitate like a chance at improving your life so that you don't go to crime and like now, th there's an, a, another thing i do want to go ahead and address as well though it okay so um now this uh problem with the police though has it's been a long-standing problem obviously right and you, uh i wanted you to go ahead and explain about the whole idea of the show cops and stuff when it came from rodney king but uh before i do that the whole there was a I, there was a period there after 9/11 where the police were looked on very favorably. Law enforcement in general was looked at very favorably because of the first responders, right? And now, if we look at the cops in that situation, these were people that responded to the 9/11 attacks and they tried to go and save as many people they can, mm -hmm. and they were a couple even had to be recovered from the the rubble after the buildings fell and everything but what is it why is there such a disconnect because you hear cops doing things that are in that same kind of vein where they do some kind of thing where they save somebody and they go and they they find a, a missing child they they arrest a serial rapist or something like that and it you do feel like they were there to go ahead and do something good 
it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> right. Why, what is what is the the disconnect it's here? Propaganda, between... man. It's like like I said. I, I mean, we, it's it's not just propaganda because the thing is they they're doing something. Like those cops are actually actually out there doing something, and they did something good. But what is it that there's a such a fucking far apart thing between the good shit that a cop can do and the bad shit? They did that shit because that was what anybody would have done, right? Like. If you were in Lower Manhattan on 9-11, you would have gone to help, right? It wasn't just because they were cops. It was because they were in a position to be there to help. Like, they weren't, you know, they weren't letting civilians help. Like, they were letting cops and firefighters and whoever else, you know. uh, That's not a heroic. I mean, yeah, it's heroic, right? But it's not, like, specifically heroic to cops, right, I, I would say. And... I think what it is is that the uh, the powers that be, like the media, the politicians, and all, it is to their it always benefits them to whitewash the cops' image, right? Like there's not really too many instances where it it is to the ruling class's benefit to throw the cops under the bus, right? Because like I said before about arming them and equipping them uh, and the prison industrial complex, there's a lot of stuff that having the cops be looked at as, you know, above the law, you know, literally above the Mm -hmm. law and enforcing the law and that the cops are, you know, heroic and protectors. Because it aligns so well with the interest of capital, with protecting but, the but assets. See, but see, this is the thing, though. I, 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 I and the, okay. So people when don't have the same kind of problem. Argue about cop about like when is it ever outside of Black Lives Matter, outside of the killings in recent years? When has it ever been part of the political discourse? Like, are we doing the right thing with the cops? Like, are the cops policing properly? No, it's always no, about no, no, but, do we but, need more cops. It's never no, 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 but, but what I'm but what I'm getting at here is more about the lines of what is an ideal presence for police officers, right? So when it comes to the cops and shit, like, and the, when it comes to firefighters, for instance, right? Firefighters aren't looked at as nearly as negatively as cops are and it's for a reason yeah because when you think about a firefighter and firefighters ran into the same buildings in 9-11 and they yeah. rescue fucking people and but the thing is it doesn't also come with the baggage of them also whooping your ass and shooting you and killing you yeah the firefighters are awesome everybody loves I mean? firefighters yeah everybody loves firefighters because they don't because they save people and they, yeah, don't, they don't go and on they, patrol looking for shit to fuck with no. you about. No, they don't. They sit and in the firehouse, and when they're needed, they come out and do some shit. Exactly. So like, that's what cops should be doing, right? And if that's what rape, I'm trying to get at. If there's a murder, the cops should go investigate if, it. If there's a robbery, the cops should go investigate it. Yes, they but they be don't need to be on your ass like a fucking like, overseer. Karen shouldn't be able to call the cops, right? Like, you shouldn't be able to call the cops because somebody's bothering you or whatever, right? Like, I, I mean, I guess the, if somebody's bothering you, but like, that's all. I mean, like, if someone's to, like, like, if someone's non-threatening, and then you're just fucking being a Karen and and trying to go and cause somebody problems, you shouldn't be able saying. to do that. If someone's fucking legitimately threatening you, you should be, you should feel safe enough to be able to call a fucking cop. Three one one nine one one, right? Like, yes, you should be able to go ahead and call a cop and say, okay, well, there's an issue. I need a fucking 
officer over here to do this and this and this. That's your job. It's yeah. not to go over here and go out and whoop somebody's ass to show up in a fucking protest and go and and in full riot gear and tear gas people. It's not that. Your like, job is to go and arrest the motherfucker that went ahead and ran over protesters. Yeah. And you see, if cops would go ahead and operate on that basis, if we had a police forces across this, I mean, in this fucking world now that acted in that way, that yeah. went ahead and just did the heroic shit, that just did that kind of stuff that deserves some kind of fucking praise, there would be a big difference in how cops are viewed. Yeah, like how often do cops actually interrupt felony crimes in, prog- in progress because they're on patrol? You know, but what happens, you know, you hear from you hear in those incidents where there's actually an armed gunman or some bullshit like that. They pass the fucking call off. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I when I listened to the, the police scanner, the few times I did no single time, whenever there was a call that sounded like it might be dicey, the cops never responded to it. It would just go silent. The operator would ask for a response and nobody would say anything. Right, like now, do you hear that shit from a fucking firefighter? No, exactly. A fucking fire comes. The fucking firefighter shows up and saves somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're organized crime. They're terrorists. They're like an occupying army that has no accountability. Like that's the problem. That's why they need to be defunded and reorganized from the ground up. And they do. Then that and that is the biggest fucking example I can think of. If you had a reform to the police where at the end of the at the end of all these implementations, they are their job is organized so that they're the crime equivalent of a firefighter. Yep. Um then what would you ha- look at in this country? You wouldn't have this fucking problem. Yeah. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have people having to go and march for this shit. And it's like that's the thing other thing too is like about you know, it's expensive to be poor, right? Like when you get one run in with the cops, right? Like they that's how it starts, right? When you're a teenager or, you know, in your in your early twenties and you like, you know, you get a DUI or uh, you know, a walking while black or whatever the charge is, mm-hmm. uh, and it just follows you, right? You have fines and court fees and Yes. Like, no, and why uh, look, if legal you're driving, fees and you just yeah. go into debt and it's just like and if you're driving on a fucking road and you see a cop driving behind you, it's a feeling of dread. Exactly. It's like they're they're a, not a good presence in here, and the whole concept and of them the, has to be changed, rethought up. And it's like you know how the the history of them they grew out of the slave catchers. Like that's yes what the cops that's, are, right? Yes, that's they're exactly what it is. And that's why they seem like overseers. And that's why I made that comparison. They seem like overseers and the rest of us are just the fucking workers. The whole and I'm not going to go ahead and... Would be you know, bad and, and, enough as it was, except mm. for on top of all that, there's no authority over them. There's no accountability. There's no one to punish them when they're bad. The only mm. way they get punished is if there's social media videos and then massive pressure. So, like we've yes. been seeing. And exactly. Now, if it wouldn't it be a good feeling is if you're driving on the side of a road or driving on I'm driving on the side of the road. If you're driving on a road, you see a cop and you don't have that feeling of dread. You're not worried about they're gonna fuck with you. Yeah. Well, like you're also making me think like a lot of the cops outside the cities. That's what they do is raise revenue for the town, right? They pull people over speeding. It's in their you know they're incentivized to write tickets. But the city cops, I think it's even more perverse because. They're incentivized to bust criminals, right? 
So they're constantly on the lookout for and their this next obscene score. idea of, of of privatized prisons that just goes exactly. and adds fuel into it, where it's a fucking big machine. The whole justice they... system is flawed too, right? Because that's what happens. Yes. Like cops will bust yes. you, and they'll give you an excessive number of charges, right? They'll give so you that... eight different charges, so you do a plea deal, and it's easier for the the district attorney to convince you to, to take whatever plea they want you to take and it's mm-hmm. the whole incentive structure from the cops incentivized to go out and like look for people doing shit wrong versus like you said responding to calls it just leads you down this path where there's like in america like i and i've said this a couple of times before whenever there's a choice between like doing the right thing and getting somebody <clears> getting <throat> rich the choice is always somebody getting rich because there's no accountability. There's no yes. one policing the corruption. So like with the police, if there's a way to make money off fucking over some poor person, some black person, some brown person, they're going to do it, right? And it just adds up. And now you have a situation where it's just every bad decision you can make at every step of the way is being made. Mm-hmm. And it just results in this fucking hellscape where we're you know, two weeks into protests and – People are risking getting sick and like risking getting the shit kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's some progress being made, but like this is gonna this is gonna go on a little while longer here. And the thing that I keep coming back to is I, I mean, I don't know. I hate to sound like a violent like Antifa uh, agitator. Um, <laughs> But I, I like it when they burn down Wendy's. I like it when they fucking trash CNN. That's what gets their attention, and that's what forces the and, conversation. And, you know, and this is the thing, though. is is It's another thing that, that Chappelle said about why people want people like him to go and speak out. It's because our institutions have fucking fucked us. They failed us. They're, there's no they, we, The only way we're going to get change is if the fucking 1% – want to change it right like the people in charge have to be terrified of the people and on the when, you, when you i mean this is the thing are one of the the institutions that you're speaking you just mentioned cnn right mm. cnn is brought to you by a corporation yeah. the news media are all bought to you by billion dollar corporations trillion dollars maybe even close to it corporations and the uh, the idea here, the structural idea here, is that these corporations are supposed to provide you news media to keep the public informed as a service, as a service. It's supposed yeah. to be something that they give in return for their earnings from capitalism, because they get enough. They get way That's more than enough. It's and yeah. it's not how it's been. And now it's people don't trust doctrine. it. People don't. People don't trust. Well, what what is, is there's no objective truth, right? Like now, you see that's they the have thing. Your different when narratives. You call, when you call different narratives into question, and there's no there's no institution that does pro- objectively provide you the truth. Who do you look for to go and tell you what the fuck's going on? You look your at your own eyes, though, is the thing, right? Like that's the thing. But that's the thing. Your our our minds are hardwired to go and look to some kind of leader. Uh. I mean, you know, and that's why you have to be like, I, I mean, I don't, and that's why you look Trump's at, not going to do anything. Right. So no, but, we're going to have to look saying. to the And that's why you look at fucking Dave Chappelle and see, wait for him to see what the fuck he's going to say, because you at least can say, you know what? 
this fool's going to be real with me. He's going to say, all right, this is the way it goes down. This is what you people need to be thinking about. Yeah. Well, like, and pe- I think that the people on the street are doing the right thing, right? And they need to keep they it are. up. We need to have more autonomous <laughs> zones. We need to burn down more Wendy's's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to continue documenting all the police brutality. We need to keep the fucking ruling class has to be scared. Like, they have to be worried. They need to have general strikes. Like, they have to be worried that it's going to fuck with their profit. Because I think it has so far, right, a little bit. But, like, the more this goes on, the more it's going to fuck with their profit. And eventually they're going to want something about it. Uh I mean, they're going to – but like everything, they're going to try and do as little as possible. Right? No, that's, they're going to try to get away with just the statues mm-hmm. and just yeah, the yeah. Uh, no, I I, I agree. But AP, you know, on the, on the chokeholds, like mm-hmm. the simple shit, they're going to try to get away with that, and people are going to have to keep the pressure on. Like they tried to do and, in Minneapolis, right? Like see, that's the they tried the to thing not too. charge the cop, and then they tried to charge him with third degree, and then they didn't charge the other cops, and then they didn't fire the other cops until and they had to drag their feet until they were exactly. fucking kicking and screaming. And then they now, and, and now, um, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what you, and have you know, to do. and and you know, just to the subject of the whole, you know, this idea of celebrity worship, right? Because it, it's really what it is. It's got a little bit of idolatry when it comes down to it. And uh, did you see uh, what Jordan ended up doing? No, what? Well, Jordan had a history of not really speaking out on these kinds of things. I mean, the Rodney King thing happened in the height of his popularity. And he didn't really speak out on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And he was famously quoted as saying Republicans buy sneakers too. <laughs> and Jordan actually came out and he made – his company made a $100 million donation to Black Lives Matter, apparently to the movement. That's what mm-hmm. the whole commitment was. And he spoke out about the George Floyd situation. How did I miss that? I don't remember that. I don't know. I don't know you missed that. But yeah, Jordan made a whole – uh statement about this and it was it, it was it was nice to see from somebody uh of his fucking caliber to go ahead and um and and do something like that man because there's been a was... lot of donations i've noticed that like there's a lot of money pouring in because that's the other thing like that's their other response to it is you know, oh, we'll donate money and then we'll be, you know, we'll be considered like we'll have atoned for our white privilege or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Like those responses do not work. Like it's great that, you know, there might be less Amy Coopers out there mm-hmm. as a result of Black Lives Matter, you know, but that's not going to solve <clears throat> like the terrorism problem. Right. Like the domestic terrorist on our streets. Yeah. Like. Uh, this is the this is a statement from Michael Jordan. So Jordan uh, said, uh, "I am deeply saddened, truly pained, and plain angry. I see and feel everyone's pain, outrage, and frustration. I stand with those who are calling out the ingrained racism and violence toward people of color in our country. We have had enough. I don't have the answers, but our collective voices show strength and the inability to be divided by others. We must listen to each other, show compassion and empathy, and never turn our backs on senseless brutality." We need to continue to peacefully protest against injustice and demand accountability. Our unified voice needs to be put pressure on our leaders to change our laws or else we will need to use our vote to create systemic change. Every one of us needs to be part of the solution and we must work together to ensure justice for all. 
My heart goes out to the family of George Floyd and to the countless others whose lives have been brutally and senselessly taken through acts of racism and injustice. So, I he mean, didn't his statement say defund the police. No, if he didn't. Not saying defund the police, then that's lib shit. You know. <laughs> like, well, the part the the part that I I do kind of go and characterizes is more in the lib shit side of. I mean, I thought it was a pretty strong statement for somebody to never speak on this on never speaks about these kind of things. But the part that about it was the voting. The answer is vote. Use your vote. Yeah. Oh man. That that like, infuri- that infuriates me to no end. Yeah, that's not the answer. That's the, yeah, you're right. Like the responses that bother me, like you know, aside from the racist ones, like you know, it's Russia or you know, um, like far left radicals, Antifa, um, like the uh, that angle that it's like oh, you just need to have less Republicans in charge and everything will be okay, is... That's not I, I the mean, answer. It's not even... It's not the answer. It's clo- It's so far from missing the point. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's not just that it's Republicans, because Republicans fuck up in their areas. Democrats fuck up just as much. Exactly. Like, that's... I mean, I think that there's been some attention drawn to that, that like, because obviously the right wingers are trying to weaponize that into saying, "Oh, but all of these cities are all run by Democrats. Why are the police so bad?" Right? Like that's mm-hmm. what you know they say all day, and it's like you are not you're not doing what you think you're doing, right? Like you mm-hmm. think you're making the Democrats look bad, but what you're really doing is making the whole system look illegitimate and corrupt, because right? that's I and think that's what it people is. are perceiving it because they know it's bullshit saying vote for Joe Biden and he'll fix racism, right? And it's, it's like not going to happen. A black president couldn't fix racism. A sure. white man who wrote the crime bill is not going to fix fucking racism. Yeah. And the people who are fighting against it are going to fight against it no matter what because that's how they are. They're reactionaries and they define themselves And you have a true populist like in the good. fucking race – when it you really have, sucks. Yeah, man, it really sucks that Bernie's not the fucking candidate, right? Like when you have somebody like that, when you have somebody that actually knows the fucking problems, sees the fucking issues, and wants to actually do big structural change, what happens in those situations? The system kicks them out. The system rejects them, ostracizes them. The system goes out and re- and does everything possible to reject fundamental change. Yeah, and like it's just. The the symbolic shit, too, is so transparent, right? Like, nobody is really buying it this time, aside from, like, the most, like, you know, like, MSNBC brain-damaged, like, uh, crowd. You know, like, the shittiest shit libs. Like, they're... you know, and, they're saying that shit like you saw like Green Party was trending on Twitter because the libs are all fucking yelling at people about voting Green Party. Green Party. Like, to tell you the truth, I, I don't think it matters. Like, I think Biden will still win because I think, you know, Trump I think is things just are just that bad right show. now. Yeah, exactly. I think like, things are just that bad right now that terrible yeah, COVID, like he didn't do any like the response to COVID was so pathetic and like. So haphazard. And then on top of that, you have the country and fucking you. And you know, give, give that shit to fucking give that, you know, and give that shit to fucking Obama or give that shit to who, anybody else be, besides 
this dude, he does not know how to be a fucking calming voice in a shitstorm. Yeah. And that is that is actually in some ways it's a bad thing, in some ways it's a good thing. So if Obama was president I mean, I right wish now he was just competent. I wish he would just do it like the thing with liberals is like you saw with Obama, right? Like if Obama was president, he would have like uh, gone out and he would have done like a speech and then everybody would have stopped protesting. Yes. And would have not done jack shit about it. Exactly. So, like, that's good that's, and bad, right? Yes, so, like, exactly what I was about to get at. You know, if Obama would have came out, if Bush would have came out, if any of these guys would have came out, they would have made a statement. They would have but like got the, everybody uh, off the streets. It would have just calmed the whole fucking thing down and nobody would have to do anything. Yeah, this time, you point. got this motherfucker like, in there. You got this motherfucker in there. He's not going to calm down shit. Maybe it is good it then, too. Like, I mean, I'm trying you to find a silver lining here. I mean, this maybe one, it's good I mean, that it is Biden, though, right? Because maybe with, because with like, you, like we just said, like with Obama, people, you know, went home when he got elected and they thought the battle was over and they were done, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe with Biden, since we know how terrible he is, like maybe people will that's, keep the pressure that's, on. That's the problem, though. We know how terrible he is. People no, who voted like, Bernie know how terrible he is. People that that are brain damaged NBC, MSNBC folks. They'll be off the fucking shit. They won't. Yeah. They'll tune the fuck out. I mean, I don't know though. Like, they'll. It's like the the reason is like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being optimistic, but like, the reason I feel like they would continue to pressure him is just because we just had Ferguson a few years ago and nothing happened, right? And, bro, you know, the let me symbolic tell you shit though. did nothing. But that's it, though. Is like, but let me. But that's what I'm trying to get at. Obama proved that shit, bro, because it was there was incidents like this happening frequently under his presidency. The whole shit, bro, the fucking Michael, the I mean the the fucking um Christopher Donner Donner situation happened under Obama's watch. Exactly. Like so he but he he did what Jimmy Dore's uh he did what Jimmy Dore said. It was he put a pretty face on a shit situation. Exactly. And that's what every other fucking president has done is put a fucking pretty face on a shit situation. Trump, there's no pretty face to put on. So people are actually having to look at this shit, and they're going to have to look at it until that motherfucker's gone. Yeah, and, and he's doing a terrible job, it. too. Like he's, yeah, that, but that's the blessing of this. Like, really? I think we go – this shit's not going to have anybody that calm this shit down. This shit's going to keep going on. Like, I do- think the fact that, like, I think the liberals are seeing now, right – like the liberal mayors and stuff are using this as an excuse to make Trump look bad. Like, yeah, they're gonna let the give the protesters more leeway. Like the with like with the Chaz, right? Like no. I feel like if it wasn't for Trump, they would have already shut it down. The reason they're not shutting it down is to own Trump, right? There, like, there's that too. I mean, they're they're making Trump look look bad. But what my worry is now, Trump loses in November, right? Does that calm everything down? I mean, does it have that same fucking effect that all right, we won effect? Things I, are gonna change now. I I, mean, I don't the know. People who are on the street are are young people, right? Yeah. There's no boomers out there, right? There's yeah. not even any Gen X out there. Like, it's you know people our age and younger. And they know Joe Biden is a fraud, right? Like these kids, like what's so great about this? It's like, I want to talk about this. And it's like, they're, 
you know, like the certain type of grifter, like the um, the Michael Tracy, like you know, Zed Jelani, Lee Fong, like that crowd of like contrarian, like uh, pseudo leftist types who are trying to do whole all kinds of like identity politics takes about the protest. They're trying to say, oh, this is a whole white crowd or this crowd is, um, you know, um, the white people are the agitating ones in the crowd and whatever, like this crowd of black cops is facing down these white protesters. Like I've seen all these ridiculous tweets and it's like, you're totally, first of all, like you're missing the point and Second of all, like you are doing like the opposite of what you think you're doing, right? Like you're trying to make like you're missing the point overall that like, yeah, that's the point because America's fed up. Like you don't have to be like a black kid in the hood to know the cops are seriously fucking flawed, right? Right. So you would expect that, right? Like you would expect a shitload of people in the street, that's the good thing, right? Like, you want it to be like that. Doing that, and it's just, it's, like, hammering home the fact that it's, the kids know what they're doing, you know? Like, the the young people are not falling for that shit, right? Like, getting their shit together in in a way that's, like, not, it's showing them what they can do, too, is the other thing, right? Like, they're, they're not just these aren't just like protests with no direction they're not just riots like the rodney king riots was just people pissed off fucking shit up like the kids who burnt down the wendy's last night i was watching the stream they were they were yelling at the cops they were arguing with the cops like critiquing capitalism right like they had like left-wing arguments for the cops it wasn't just like you know, fuck the police. It was like, quit your job because all you do is protect, you know, the capital and you're just the ruling class bootlickers. Like, it was class conscious language. And you've seen it all across the country is like, these people have the right analysis of power. Like, they're not, this is directed energy, right? These people, like, they have the right idea, right? Like, they're, protesting for things as much as they are against the cops like in 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 chicago like i took the kids to the protest the other day and like that was specifically a in response to the obama library and the broken promises about public housing you know like the housing crisis like we talked about earlier it's going to heat up real soon when the evictions continue again like there's no public housing anywhere there's no low-income housing anywhere and every time, at least here locally, they get out of their meager contributions that the developers get all kinds of the developers get all kinds of kickbacks promising they're going to build X number of low income units or whatever. And they always find a way to not end up having to, you know, pay the price, right? They never end up having to actually do it. And it happened at the Obama Library, right? They got this big sweetheart deal. I think they got to for free land like to put the library there because they were going to you know have x number of jobs and x number of like low income housing units attached to it and they backed out so like the protest here was about that like if you look at the protesters in Seattle at the autonomous zone like their demands are you know they're 
socialisty, right? Like mm-hmm. they like <clears throat> the critiques are, are are proper and they're not just about you know violence against black people. They're against well, you know the violence of our system. You know yeah. some of them even talk about like imperialism and stuff yeah. and like. Nope. The, the whole like, identity I, politics angle uh, that they're trying to push, like I said earlier, the culture war is a bad battleground for the left, first of all. And second of all, it's those that crowd using that contrarian logic, it's backfiring on them because it's just further showing like how much the protests are about much more than just that angle, right? Like right. it's but, about uh, black I, um, lives matter, but it's really, you know. Ironically, it's actually more like all lives matter, right? Because it's like yeah. it's a critique of the fucking capitalist system. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, and from from one side, the I mean, okay. So there is that oppression of capitalism. I mean that that exists, but within that, there is this there is this race stuff, mm. you know, yeah. and. One way or another, it's not one argument versus the other. It needs to be a recognition of, yes, capitalism hurts everybody, but it hurts somebody else more. Mm-hmm. That's why black lives matter. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, yeah, the the cops are there to go ahead and protect capital. They're also, it seems, there to beat the shit out of black people. Yeah. Like- you know, and... Uh, I, I did want to close up on where we got our time already, but I wanted to close up on that shit that you were saying about about why Cops was created, the show Cops, and why it was oh. canceled. It's all tied into the same basic dynamic, man. Like they are the foot servants of capital, the foot servants of power. The show Cops was put on the air to <laughs> rehabilitate the image of the LAPD after Rodney King, and that's what the show did. It would go around the country doing PR for police forces and, and that's what it served and it was and it's a very popular show my dad watched that show fucking really yeah, everybody watched it it was on all the time it's just propaganda and, it's like a psyops man it's like mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff they do like the same thing you're seeing now with like the dancing cops right like where they put you know these police forces will put like their one like halfway normal like non-psycho out on the street and film him being nice to kids and then they'll run it on the local news like that's the kind of things they do to prop up their their portrayal right. of the cops, right? And like, you know, Rodney King was that the first yeah. incident that I can remember because they didn't have where, video cameras before then. No, they right? didn't. That's just so the start of the, it. Now everything's they on didn't cell have, phone cameras. No, they didn't. They didn't have video cameras before, so it was one of the most. It was one of the issues of national prominence that I can remember in my lifetime that police brutality was put on for everybody to see. And it yeah. seemed, but the, the the what it did at the time, since we don't didn't have video cameras, was it created this illusion that the of the it created the bad apples illusion. Yeah, well they you know? they they push that narrative. Like I said, their whole thing is to avoid the structural changes, right? So of course they're going to push the bad apples narrative. They're still pushing the bad apples narrative. That's the only thing they can go to because they don't want to admit that there's a structural problem with the way we police, com- you know, communities in this country. Yes, and, and it's and that's exactly what it is. Is 
you have these incidents year after year, location after location, and it doesn't get better, it doesn't change, and there's so many rotten apples. It's getting worse. There's so many. No, it. I but you like know the, I disagree the, the with it getting, getting worse. lynched and stuff though. Like I you know the reason I disagree with it getting worse though is I think it's always been there, bro. I just yeah, think it's I think, always but I think been there. That they're bolder now though. Like they're I don't I don't getting even know. away with more. Like I don't know. But the thing is, that's the scary thing. We don't know what we the don't fuck really, yeah, we don't really know. I guess you're right about that. Yeah, but we don't even know like, what the fuck they were getting away with. That was one time that they recorded Rodney King. That was not the only dude that they beat the shit out of. Well, I just mean in terms of like killing people, right? Bro, like, I I guarantee you, there was there's probably been incident after incident from that time even before that they did the same shit. Probably even did worse. Yeah, I'm sure, but like. What yeah. I think is worse about it, though, is that it's so out in the open, and they're getting yes, away with it. it. it is. And that's see, what's worse to and, me uh, about it, right? Like, and, yeah, and see, this is the thing, though. People, the cops now, they've been aware that they're getting recorded. They know they're on body cam. And they don't care. They don't care. Until, they don't care. And this is the shit that they do when they know people are looking at them. What the fuck were they doing when they knew nobody was looking? I, I think probably even I don't think that they've changed shit. their behavior in response to the cameras on um, up until this like last week or so like I think that because I think the regular foot soldier cops are smart enough to know I mean they're not smart obviously but like they're aware enough to know that like you know the boomer cops probably aren't but like the younger cops have to be aware of the public image that they've been seeing right yeah like, they have to be aware that, like, they look terrible. So even though they're probably still getting orders from on high to, uh, you know, be tough or whatever, they're probably cognizant of not, you know, being as aggressive. And, I, I mean, what I think it comes down to is, like, they do as much as they think they can get away with, right? That's how cops behave. They don't do what they think is right. They will beat the shit out of you, use as much violence as they think they can get away with. Because that was what I saw in that Wendy's video, right? For, um, what's his name? Rayshard. Like, they, that cop shot him because he thought, oh shit, he's got the taser. I can get away with murdering this guy, right? That you could, I mean, I mean, obviously I don't know. I'm not a freaking body language expert, right? But mm-hmm. that was my take watching it was the cop saw him running away and saw him with the taser in his hand and he thought, okay. I can shoot this guy now and not get in trouble for it. So he did. Right? And obviously he wasn't right because he got fired. But like, I think that's always been their thought process is they will and, use exactly as much force as they think they can get out away. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying when it came to people not having cameras and all that other shit, I think they figured they could get away with a lot more, you know, and just going off of, you know, well, like oh. you see some cops respond to the cameras and they'll knock it out of your hand. Like that's what the Philly cops have been doing. Like yep. been following this standoff at the Columbus statue, like mm-hmm. the Philly cops will just fucking swat the phone out of your hand and, mm-hmm. you know, hit you with the nightstick. And yeah. in, the New York cops seem to just ignore the phones. Um, yeah. But some cops are definitely, you know, like in Austin and Seattle and other places and Atlanta last night, the cops weren't being brutal. You know, mm-hmm. the fucking Wendy's was sitting there on fire and they were like protecting the, you know, the burning building. 
and people were just screaming at them, going off, and the cops like weren't beating them, were just taking it. In that situation, they know the cameras are rolling. So like, I don't know. I, yeah. Obviously, it's great that people are filming so much of their brutality, but like, it's not going to like, it's not going to change their behavior, right? Their behavior has to be changed structurally. Yes. Just filming everything is not going to change their behavior. No. But I mean, it can't be a bad thing. I mean, it's great that they're that they're doing it, but like, it's yeah. not the solution. Like, no, it's not. And it's like that's. And by the way. The whole when thing it, with the propaganda, though, like me, just yeah. finish that circle is mm-hmm. like. That's what's frustrating me so much about so much of like the mainstream, like liberal media, conversation, right? Like mm-hmm. when you focus on stuff like Paw Patrol, right? When you focus on stuff like the symbolic representation, like the kente cloths, like you know the statues are a little bit more radical, but still it's in the same it's in the same conversation. The police shows on tv showing cops on tv like <clears throat> and canceling on, cops also well exactly when you focus on just those things it allows the right wing to say you guys are silly and you're not serious about this because this is your response your response is to cancel children's shows and to um you, you know like um uh get cops to do like you know uh symbolic kneels or you know symbolic like pride parades and stuff like that like and then by the way you get a too right and then you get a well of course they they did care about issues that affect them right so right so then when it's so pissed off right so then when it came to that by the way when you're talking about the symbolic kneeling and you look at buffalo where they had that cop doing yeah. the symbolic kneel, and then the next thing he does is push the shit out of an old man and almost kill him. Well, then like that. And then, oh. you, and then you had 57 cops resign in protest in support of the officers. You can't reform that. Most, no. Well, the cop in New York, too. Like, one of the cops in New York who kneeled, he came out and said, like, I want to kick my own ass for doing that. Like, I shouldn't yes. have done that. I regret doing that. Like, exactly. That's their response. Response. And, like they're and, showing you who they are yes know? and by the way and we've seen this so many times after those rodney king cops that beat the shit out of him were all acquitted yeah oh well they better not fucking acquit these cops too right like that's the other thing too is like that you know so, they keep I, exacerbating the situation right yes. like they could have dealt with this this could have been over with already like it, people would have still been on the streets right but like if they had just been like oh these cops are fired and they're in jail you know it would like, have been a done much that right dream. away or like even like the first night like even if they had just you know right after the protest started if they had just done it and not yeah. avoided all the escalation and like, if they would have like if they would have done one of these other things, if, I mean, really, if they came down to it, if you see that the cops are actually being held to some kind of account, it helps with the anger that people are feeling. Because right now, there's a good percentage, I know it's not fucking zero, that of people that don't believe that justice is going to be seen for George Floyd or any of these people. And that's why they're taking justice in their hands. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Like, um, and like the cops are were 
they're running out of tear gas. They're running out of like they a lot of them have been told to not use rubber bullets anymore, and they're running out of overtime hours too. Like, yep. eventually they're going to have to deal with this, right? Like, yep. But well, we can see where things go in the next couple of weeks, and um, I think we're it's going to be more of the same, and um, we'll just have well, to go like, ahead. They're and, trying to use this as an attempt to delegitimize COVID too, is the other thing we didn't yes. even talk about, but like COVID spike is still going up, right? Like yes. curve wasn't even really flattened, correct? No. Right? Like nope. we're still in the middle of the first wave, correct? We're still in the middle of the first wave. So they're just going to let people die. That's just going to be the new normal. And I, they're going to do their best to try to weaponize the, the, it. I mean, 2020, it's, it's been a shit show. Death to America. Yep. Blood, 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 blood. blood.